ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Season 3, episode 12, Pride and Punishment. And the original air date for this was January 31st, 2010. It was directed by John T. Krechmer. Krechmer. I don't know if I'm saying that. Your name. I know. And written by Patrick Sean Smith, Jessica O'Toole, and Amy Martin. The IMDb summary, short and sweet, Casey feels guilty over the fire, which causes her to expose the secret. They really gave that up there. <laughs> I know. I noticed what that the too. In the, I think in the Hulu this is one. also the Hulu caption. This is the same as the Hulu yeah, caption. Yeah, I think it was too. Why can't they write a logline? No one can write a logline for this show. Every outlet. I know. Who are the interns writing these loglines? Well, I'm glad that our audience mostly has already seen this, so it's not just spoilers yeah. all the time. Thank God it's a rewatch. You know what? It spoiled it for me when I turned it on on Hulu because I did not know what was saying. I didn't think that this was how she would expose the secret. Until I I know she would expose the secret. Also, I was going to say, it doesn't really, they're not making it out in the earlier episodes to seem like it's going to be Casey that tells. Like, you would almost think it'd be Ashley or like even like plot twist like for Rebecca, but it doesn't really seem like Casey's the one that's going to fold. Oh, I kind of disagree with that i feel like especially not ashley she was like not really caring that much Remember really if anything i would have said betsy oh god yeah Betsy. we're like yeah one or of the one yeah of the tertiary characters they yeah. seem to be anyway uh laura and betsy is like really not doing well no she's <laughs> not we'll see that in a little bit but to begin, we see Dale and Rusty walking around campus, and Rusty is complaining about this really hard class that he's taking, but Dale couldn't care less, and Rusty also, like, offers, you know, he invites Dale to go grab coffee, but Dale keeps bringing everything back to the grant, and he's clearly annoyed that Rusty won the grant, and he's saying that he needs to save his hot cocoa money because he didn't win that, uh, Forty thousand dollars was it? Forty thousand, yeah. Which is fair. That's, That's a lot also of money. Not really, coffee money. No, it's not just. I don't think it's like a salary. It wasn't like a an a award, like a reward. That reminds me about like all those articles that came out. I feel like when millennials were just like getting jobs, like this was like when we were like ending college, and they were like, if millennials saved all that money they spent on ten dollar avocado toast they would be able to buy a house. So everyone is staring at Rusty. Rusty's getting a lot of attention. And Dale's like, is your fly open? Um, Dale is just like, not really, he doesn't really want to give Rusty this uh, newfound fame that he's found with winning the grant. And then this girl, Dana, approaches him. And she says she met Rusty at orientation and she's so excited. She is fangirling over Rusty. And it's Becca from Superbad. Oh, mm. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I knew she looked familiar. Mm-hmm. The way yeah. she says 
Gold's like vodka. Can you get us some Gold's <laughs> vodka? <laughs> and super bad. Not she doesn't ask for Rusty. <laughs> she is like so happy for him. She congratulates him. And uh Dale says that Rusty should get her number. Uh, because he's like the sorority girls aren't <laughs> gonna have that same reaction to you winning this grant. Fair enough. But Dale also like I kind of don't totally agree with this sentiment that Dale is annoyed right now about the grant I think he's just kind of like it is what it is and he because he's also like mo money mo problems that's what he says (laughs) all the people are looking at Rusty like I feel like he's just like is bringing up that he didn't win but in a way that's not like knocking Rusty for having one because there's not tension yeah there's not tension it's definitely like I don't know yeah he's not like mad anymore being like mean but it's definitely like he's he is keeps bringing up the fact that Rusty won and he lost so I don't know yeah well also think about the way the timeline works in this show right right this this, is they got the phone call right before this class that they went to probably yeah they literally (laughs) probably got it like the weekend before class started or whatever yeah that's very true. I wasn't even thinking about how recent that probably was. The timeline yeah. of the show is absolutely wild. <laughs> Only <laughs> amplified by us now releasing every two weeks. <laughs> I know. So now we are outside of the Panhellenic meeting. Or, um, I think we're in it. Yeah, the Panhellenic, Panhellenic... Wow, that is a tongue twister. The Panhellenic meeting is about to start. And Casey runs into Catherine, who is very serious and like very stoic and Casey is like very panic nervous energy and Casey like thinks that Catherine knows that she's guilty and it's because um Catherine's kind of giving like leading Casey with these lines like this is like this could be a very big day for you um and it's really because Catherine's going to offer her the VPJ position, Vice President of Judicial. And Casey is so relieved to find out that that's what Catherine was talking about. But Casey still doesn't like feel great about it because Catherine's saying all these things like, I can really trust you. And then she also says, I want you to look into the events surrounding the fire because she knows that something fishy happened. Casey's getting nervous, but then Catherine offers her a clipboard, which like shakes Casey to her core. Like that changes everything. Uh, Casey's like forgets that she started, she was involved in the fire when she sees that clipboard. Also um, at the beginning of the scene, Catherine's just like so blue though is how I would describe her. And Casey's like, how are you feeling? And <laughs> Catherine's like, well, you know how I feel about parties. Talking about like the fundraiser before. I just, I love Catherine. She's so funny. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah, she has some really good lines in this episode. Her character is just so, like this actress does an incredible job of like creating such a specific character. Oh my gosh, wait, also sorry to cut you off and this is a little bit like talking about the next like the tense eye contact with Evan when he walks in I totally fucking forgot 
that at the end of last episode, when he makes eye contact with Casey and when he's about to kiss Rebecca, and I think I said like, oh, he just tried to kiss her and get back with her and then he's back with, I completely forgot that in between that was him throwing the KTs under the bus and that's what that look was about. Same. And then I was thinking here again, I was like, oh, it's about that kiss attempt and then as the episode went on i was like oh my god duh it's that she's mad at him for being awful well yes i think that's it but i also do think he was looking at her during the whole uh the like the right before he was kissing rebecca because i think he still has feelings for her that's how i yeah they're probably both true yeah but yeah yeah that's what her beef is about his i think it's like his forlorn look towards her i think was like his feelings of her being with Cappy again because he brings that up again later he's like you're the one that got back together with Cappy yeah yeah no I had that same reaction uh I like completely forgot about that Evan threw the KTs under the bus and that Casey would even know about it and so yeah Evan walks in Casey like notices him but then chooses to like not give him the time of day so now we are in um Rusty's marketing class. Our uh, new class of the semester. Our new class that's going to last for a year. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's the same lecture hall as the art history. <laughs> 100%. Can you believe the art history class was only the last semester? No. no. The beginning of season three wasn't even the beginning of the art history class. I know. It was end of the world. I was looking at my notes when I was scrolling down to write these. It's, it's like, so oh pretty. my god! It's so yes, it's definitely the same, like, like set yes. as the art history class. Yeah, I was even thinking maybe it's still art history. Um, but then we noticed <laughs> it is a, <laughs> it is a different class because Rusty sits next to this girl who we've never seen before. And he immediately starts talking about how he won the grant and she doesn't give a fuck. She is like not impressed with this grant that he won. And uh, we would even know. That's the thing. It's like, he's like, it's about me being a nerd. No, it's about you sitting next to a guy and they immediately start bragging about some obscure thing you don't give a shit about. Like it has nothing to do with the fact you're in science. You're being weird. It's so true to life, though. I've had a lot of occasions with men just sitting down and talking at me about themselves. I'm like, it really okay. is. Yeah. And then being like, why don't, why don't you want to go on another date? I, I thought we really hit it off. Right. Like you were sitting there and I was talking and like, I thought we had something. Yeah. I feel like straight men give a straight man an award and he will talk about it. We shouldn't. That's actually a good point. We shouldn't be giving straight men awards anymore. So true. Or grants. Or grants, yeah. <laughs> yeah, specifically grants. Specifically grant. this grant, that rusty one. This grant, uh, that grant. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we also find out here, this girl calls the class that they're taking marketing for dummies. <laughs> um, And she also leaves... <laughs> out to go sit with her friends yeah um, like it sounds like you're really busy i'll leave you to it 
when she says it's marketing for dummies he's like oh that's really good to hear like i need an easy class ew and that's like that would be like the guys that took pong classes when i was in pong classes and they're like i needed this class like i knew it would be the easiest one like please shut up <laughs> keep it to yourself yeah. a very successful uh mid-market account executive at a <laughs> company nobody's heard of <laughs> <laughs> you know so, I'm like wear a vest <laughs> literally like and they don't even like it I'm not even kidding like the guys at my business school I don't know if you have the same the, I mean I'm gonna clarify the straight men at my the business school at my college acted like they were going to an Ivy League institution oh my god they were so serious and they would be acting like they were curing cancer. I'm like, you guys yeah. are taking bats. Also, I I want to um, backtrack. I'm not knocking account executives. I also was a sales rep at a tech company at one point, but I was an English major. I You don't need to go take like- It's like the business economics school. Yeah. Like, sell shit. The business school concept, like- what they tried to act like was that because they got into like the quote business school that they were like a part of this like elite institution. I mean, not that this is what's happening in this scene, but it's, it's the vibe of like the weird mansplaininess of Rusty and him thinking that, you know, he can like shit on this class and the people taking it because he's an engineer. Like, yes, they know it's an easy class. You don't need to explain why it'll be especially easy for you. Yeah, so grinding my gears this episode, if you guys couldn't tell. (laughs) I know, I'm like trying to calm myself down. So (laughs) Ashley walks into the class, which is fun. So she's in this class. Rusty is, he's basically telling her about how this girl just completely rejected him. Well, because she's like, you're crabby. Yeah, and he was like, I was talking to her about science. I was telling her all about like the grant. And... You just met her. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's about science. You don't know her. Literally, you he didn't her... even have a greeting. You told her this before you asked her her name. You told her about the grant. Like, to act like she is discriminating against you because you like science is insane. You don't know her name. You didn't even say, what is your name? Oh, no, no. What's my name? Not him. Dash, uh, Dash, not Rusty. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta shut up now because we're gonna get some hate comments. <laughs> you like? No, them. you're good. I do like. Dash them. the only one who likes them. They really hurt my feelings. Uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten one in a while, so I feel like we're like already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ashley is like, don't feel bad. Like some guy thought I was a sophomore recently. Some guy which... you asked me out last week thought I was a sophomore. <laughs> which like, is like oddly hurtful if you're a senior. <laughs> <laughs> also just like so far off base. Like, Ashley, what? But to her, it's the same. <laughs> so Ashley notices that her computer or she start her computer is like glitching. And she tells Rusty that she got a virus because she was trying to download a picture of naked Robert Pattinson, but instead it was a cat playing the piano that just like gave her computer a virus. Rusty's like, I'll fix your computer. Uh, But then he goes back to talking about his dating life. And he's like, I haven't had a date since Jordan. 
And then- Which was all of three and a half days ago. (laughs) Yeah, it was like literally last semester. And she tells him about how Fisher cheated. And then this like professor is dancing at the front of the classroom with an iPod plugged in. And she has like the long headphones. And then she like unplugs the iPod and she's like, did I get your attention? The number one marketing rule is know your audience. <laughs> she's giving elder millennial. I know. Even I though she like, probably was um, young boomer. She really thought she was onto something. No, I don't think she was young boomer. She's a, like a Gen Gen Y or whatever. They're, I think they're the ones. That oh, are- sorry. Yeah, yeah. I meant, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it I I will say though like I feel like a lot of marketing professors do this kind of stuff where they're like they kind of like try to surprise you and they're like you didn't realize that we were actually like marketing this <laughs> Com- <laughs> like marketing is com- everywhere <laughs> a lot of comm teachers are like this too like I actually had a teacher that looked exceptionally like this woman like a lot <laughs> a lot like her and I'm still friends with her on Facebook and I saw her last time I was proud she still looks like this lady. So now we're outside and Evan is chasing Casey through campus. And I think really he chasing. Says, he says, where's the fire? Uh-oh. And she needed like, pepper spray. Evan's like, why do you have to hate me just because Cappy does? And she says she's mad at him for screwing up their friendship. And also, and then he says, well, you know what I had to do to get the house back. Like, this boohoo sob story, like, Evan, just drop it. If you want people to, like, actually start treating you like a human being who's worthy of, like, genuine friendship again, maybe just be like, hey, I really fucked up. I thought I was doing this, but I realized that was the wrong way. He's tripling down, and it's like, you literally ruined these guys' lives. lives. I mean- I'm sure they'll still be fine, but like they just spent all that time. Now they won't be getting a degree like. And money. Well, I guess he's not as in tune with his finances as. True. True, true, true. And also he blames Casey here too for ruining the friendship by getting back together with Cappy. Oh my God. And says like, you're reliving your freshman year fantasy or whatever. Like you also are trying to do that on thanksgiving is that some butter chardonnay i don't know what it is it was just brought to me (laughs) i love the title of that butter chardonnay (laughs) that's our fave (laughs) so so it just so everyone knows if i start to slur my word if i get really angry about rusty (laughs) i've never been under the influence on the pod if you can believe i can't I can't. This is all me. <laughs> so now we're in the ZBZ house and Ashley's trying out a new nail polish color called Burnt Betrayal. It's like a nice red. And she goes in honor of Fisher. And then Betsy overhears someone say burnt and she flips out about the fire. Uh, and she's like, oh my gosh, did they find out? Like, are we going to jail? Ashley's like, no, like no one found out about the fire. Um, but Rebecca's sitting next to Ashley and she tells Rebecca that like everyone's still so on edge, but Rebecca honestly doesn't care. And Rebecca's like, what fire? And she says she's only concerned about waking up at 7 a.m. 
Rebecca says this. She's only concerned about waking up at 7 a.m. to get into a class uh, like that, I guess, she's trying to get into. And she says, I hate waiting in line. It's so Midwest. They're, they're in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> isn't she from Ohio? Like, isn't her dad, though, Ohioan senator? Oh, yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> True. She has a cosmopolitan energy, for yeah, sure. she's just a coastal elite at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well I feel like maybe they own a home in like New York or something but they also own their home in Ohio so he could run for senate mm. yeah like they're mostly in Montauk for summers <laughs> right. um so Casey comes in and she's like telling Ashley that like or she's telling Ashley and Rebecca that the girls are really tense and like they she saw two girls get into a fight over a parking spot outside and then Casey also tells them that she got the VPJ position and that she has to investigate the fire. And Ashley's like, that's perfect, Casey. Like, you can investigate away from us. And- also, at this point, Rebecca says, Rebecca says, I'm over fire talk. And she just gets up and leaves. <laughs> fair enough. Honestly, She fair. started it. She did it. But even more reason to be done with it. Right. <laughs> And then Ashley says, okay, we need to give the girls something else to focus on. Maybe a philanthropy to help the Gamma size. Like we could do the bachelor auction. <laughs> and then like we hear a siren in the background and someone freaks out thinking it's the cops coming for them. But it, it's just someone watching General Hospital. <laughs> and they tell her she can't watch that anymore. <laughs> and yeah, they decide to go ahead and do this Uh philanthropy well because also ashley like suggested oh like investigate away from the fire and casey's like i don't feel like i can do that like that's so messed up and ashley kind of agrees like she's like yeah it is and yeah. that's like come up with this idea to like help yeah because they're gonna give the money from this bachelor auction to gmsi yeah and also at this point Casey does say explicitly I can't stand the guilt anymore so it's coming down the pipeline it really is she's going through a moral dilemma here which I get we all know yeah we all would be, I think so we I all would getting be up there. at 7 a.m not to get into that class but just sitting there cross-legged outside whoever's door I needed to I think this yeah. would have been like all of us like minute one after we found out the, about the fire yeah this would have been me immediately but also I guess when you think about like I hadn't thought about it this way but when Aaron pointed it out like the condensed timeline of it all like this is probably a day or two after they learned that they officially were at the start of the fire because they just learned True. that it was the jasmine candle because I think after I think Casey was living in this like world of being able to be like well we really don't know like it could have been electrical it could have been a different candle someone else left so I think now that she has a confirmation they did it she's a, like can no longer run from the guilt so I guess her, that kind of yeah yeah because her coping mechanism was denial and you can't really deny something when there are facts Ash Jordan deny 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 breasty yeah. <laughs> sorry call back she would have been she would have been so good Jordan would have been so good about denying the fire Jordan, Jordan would have like gone and burned another house down. Jordan would have loved arson. If she if Jordan got a taste of arson, she would be this would be her origin story in the A24 spin-off about her where she meets like another rusty type and she's like, "You know what's fun? 
and she takes him and they break into another house and start another fire yeah those knitted beanies are giving pyromaniac (laughs) (laughs) oh my god they are so now we're at the amphora society and uh the leader i think his name is brett is talking about what he did over break and then the girl who is like obsessed with sacrifices in the in the amphora society talks about how she had always wanted to do a sacrifice and over break she had the opportunity to do i think a human sacrifice right no (laughs) no yeah thomas yeah she says I think she says like animal or something like she went somewhere with her family and they did some kind of animal sacrifice not Thomas casually saying I think human right (laughs) (laughs) really classic on theme with the show oh my gosh Um, we have Jordan the arsonist who's like secretly in the back like lighting all these fires around Ohio we have this girl like sacrificing people (laughs) over winter break there's a very dark underbelly. At There's Rusty cutting off Pledge's toes. True. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, um, I'm just thinking about this right now, that it's actually unclear to me, besides the exclusivity, what the Amphora Society does. Because it seems like they just stand around and tell each other their darkest secrets. And then yeah, I don't really know what else they do. But I, I guess it's not too different from a sorority, but at least they party. Right. I feel like maybe there's a partying aspect, but they haven't been in it long enough. I don't know. I feel like they really just meet and chat whilst in robes. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like secret societies, like it's like almost like their whole thing is just like, don't tell anyone. Like they, I guess <laughs> they just like, I feel, I mean, not that I've ever been a part of one, but I imagine there's like not much you can do if your whole purpose is just to keep it a secret, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess in that same vein, like, um, I mean, you've been to Soho House. <laughs> I have. Not that different. You, it's not that different than just sitting at another expensive bar, except you had to be let in. <laughs> True. <laughs> and you're not allowed to take a picture in the bathroom. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> tell anyone that you're there. <laughs> True. Soho House is the most exclusive secret society out there. And they really will charge you just kind of as much as they want for a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever they're feeling in that moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, So now uh, Cappy starts kind of like calling out Evan for the prank incident in front of everyone. And uh, Evan calls the KTs losers. And he also says this really hurtful line about He's like, while everyone moves on, including your girlfriend, like you and the KTs will always be losers and like we'll all have lives. Like it's so hurtful. Evan's commitment to doubling down on getting multiple people expelled is absolutely wild. Like he (laughs) thinks it's fine. (laughs) He refuses to say sorry. It's actually crazy to watch. Like he doesn't even throw at one point one, I'm sorry, but it's not even I'm sorry, but he's like, I had to do it. He's fully yeah. justified this in his mind. He is yeah. no, he certainly was not raised Catholic, but I mean, his whole family is <laughs> giving wasp for sure, which 
Right. I can say they don't have guilt because um, I'm half wasp. (laughs) (laughs) So this is like the final straw for Cappy and he pushes Evan and Evan knocks into the sacred amphora urn and it crashes to the ground and spills uh i guess the amphora like i guess the wine yeah Yeah. um and brett freaks out the sacrifice girl freaks out and kev cappy i said kevin cappy and evan both ask if it's possible to like remove the other yeah yeah i guess their couple name is kevin with a c (laughs) which is creepy kevin (laughs) Kevin they want someone to go yeah they want someone to go and they really want it to be each other it's kind of like (laughs) them pointing at it's like the spider-man yeah (laughs) except it's only two of them um so now at ZDZ Rusty returns with Ashley's laptop which he fixed and Dale's like oh and I I helped with it and like he Ashley does not remember him. So he like reintroduces himself and Ashley has no idea who he is. And he's like, we've met a couple times. He's like annoyed. Yeah. And Dale also is like, this is kind of like becomes a running theme for the episode where he's like trying to make some extra cash. <laughs> and he tells Ashley to spread the word because he does need the cash uh, since he didn't win the grant. And he also says not that you offered to pay because Ashley did not offer to pay. No, of course not. But this gives Ashley an idea. Well, Ashley is recently out of extreme (laughs) credit card debt. (laughs) Yeah. And also Rusty did offer to fix it. You know, she didn't even ask him. Um, So Ashley has this idea where instead of doing a bachelor auction for the philanthropy, they're actually going to do a nerd auction. And let's talk about doubling down this episode. She's like so committed to this, like being such a great idea. And at no point am I like, like that marketing class definitely went to her head because it is not really there. It holds no water. Mm-mm. yeah and I think she even says like the marketing class kind of gave her the like creative juices to think of this idea to think of this bad idea <laughs> was this like the time period of like nerd like core where people were wearing like, those like yes but was I feel it? like that more came into like it blossomed with like the advent of new girl and like girl quirkiness where like there was like the counterpart of the male quirkiness and I feel like it's a little too before maybe it was like the beginnings like I think that's what I'm wondering if it was the beginnings because that was like 2013 was like new girl and like the whole twee style and like the big glasses but I am wondering if this is like the pre like the precursor of that because it's weird how much they say the word nerd in this episode (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there was, like, a book. I don't remember what it was called. I feel like it was called something, like, Nerds in Love or, like, Geeks in Love or something. It came out around this time. And, like, it's, like, you know when people used to pose in those pictures with, like, like, they would intentionally turn their feet in. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah. it's like bad for me to say this, but you know, people used to intentionally do that to kind of look like awkward and they'd kind of like be like yeah. holding their glasses. I don't think it's bad. It's not like no, it's that's not like bad. a, <laughs> a condition. I'm it's like, I'm sorry to anyone happens. who posed like this for a picture intentionally, but like, and they would wear like a tie, like with yeah. like suspenders. It was like, you would dress like a nerd, but it'd be like kind of cute and like quirky. Yeah, well, that's what I was asking. Like, was, I think that might have been like slightly later, but I wonder if this was the lead up. I think like Greece yeah, started probably it. Was. Mm-hmm. I think Ashley started it. Definitely with her makeovers. <laughs> so Dale is also like, I'll do it for 10% of the profits. And Ashley thinks he's kidding, but he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it for five. Uh, she thinks it's hilarious. This whole time he's talking, when he's like, we've met, she's like, ha 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 ha. Like she's laughing at everything he's saying and at no point is he joking in this whole conversation yeah she, she tells him he should do stand-up at one point <laughs> which i do agree i think dale's hilarious but he's oh, not making so funny, funny. yeah and, and they, she gives him the five percent <laughs> <laughs> so rusty ashley can see that rusty's like a little hesitant and then ashley brings up erica the girl from their marketing class and he's like, you know, this could help you. She she says that this could help him get to Erica. But he's like, I don't get how like dressing as a nerd or like presenting as a nerd will help win her over. And Again. Ashley then starts to like bring out her marketing lingo. And she's like, you can package anything or wait, you can market anything if it's in the right package. And she's like, nerds make great boyfriends. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because he thinks he's, like, boyfriend of the year. Uh, always. <laughs> Saber's um, Road number one boyfriend. Yeah, and this is where, like, Ashley keeps thinking that Dale is joking. And he's just being completely serious. And he, she she does ask him, like, have you ever considered doing stand-up? <laughs> I wonder and if he... He, says, he says, no. <laughs> I know, I, I wonder... I had a thought where I was like, I wonder if the actor who played Dale did actual stand-up here and, like, the writers were, like, kind of poking fun at him or, like, kind of throwing that in there. Maybe. He is funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd be so funny in doing stand-up. So, now we're in the KT house, I believe, and... I think we're in Cappy's bedroom. Yes. Casey and Cappy are eating Chinese food and they're reading their fortunes and... Um, they're sitting like cross-legged on the floor which is really unnerving to me I know the whole this whole like setup I was like also that floor you want to eat no that's what I don't like food on the floor especially the capital like sticky bedroom floor I would prefer I wouldn't want to I would prefer food in the bed over food sitting on the floor especially that floor especially But imagine if just like a little noodle like got ew, in, like yeah, ew, off your fork and in the middle of the night you feel like a noodle like on your neck. Ew. And you know Cappy <laughs> has gross. never washed his duvet cover. Ever. Or his sheets. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. I remember on Shark Tank there was this one invention where it was like it was meant for men and it was like these sheets that you just don't have to wash. And they also sold t-shirts. Stop. No, we need to not cater. We don't, we cannot cater to that behavior. No, 
I'm sorry if you bought those sheets, but that's also why I don't think I think this is fine for women, but I don't think that we should be putting on men's deodorant 72 hour protection. Or <laughs> just even if it does, don't let them know. Don't or three in one three in one shampoo, <sighs> body wash, conditioner, and shampoo, three in one. Yeah. Stop. If anything, no. men need more products. 100 percent. oh gosh um so you know i'm just thinking about i'm thinking about those sheets but yeah so they're reading their fortunes copy's fortune says something about how he'll succeed where others fail and he's like that sounds like how i'm going to get into my human sexuality class i'm sorry this whole bit this whole storyline with this human sexuality class like him and as we see i don't want to spoil this but rebecca talk about this class like you're learning like sexual positions it's like it's literally a sociology class like what what do you think yeah this is? he thinks he thinks it's gonna be like about having sex like but she acts like that's what it's about too i'm like are you kidding me this is probably in the sociology department maybe psychology department and it's definitely like it's all like theoretical and like about like everyone I, I, wants to take it though everyone wants maybe to take something it. happens because like maybe word got around that right so then sweet lovable beaver comes in and he's like casey i'm ready for my bedtime story and it's like the maya angelou <laughs> i know why the caged bird sings but he says i need to finish mayor angela eve and he couldn't finish the he couldn't find the book on tape i think it's because he was just trying to search mayor angela (laughs) and you know casey's like i'll be right in and then she's like kind of getting ready to leave and she asks cappy if he has blood on his jeans and cappy says no it's wine (laughs) the fact that she's not more alarmed by like him potentially (laughs) having like like bodily fluids on his jeans i I mean it says all you need to know about his sheets like she's like i was like casually said that i was like it actually was really weird that she immediately went to blood (laughs) and she wasn't that like grossed out by is that blood on she was more questioning is that blood on your jeans i also don't think i've ever seen someone like spill wine on something and then me thought like i don't think i've ever (laughs) me think Me has never thinks it was blood. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like blood, like yeah. blood definitely leaves like a purple. Right. Thing, whereas blood kind of dries is like brown. Well, it just shows you where her mind goes when it comes to him. Like that's what she expects from him. Yeah. So um, then, whoa, sorry. Cappy says it's wine and tells her about how he's like asking the leader of Amphora, Brett, to kick Evan out. Uh, and I think he's saying something about how he's going to like meet with him at some point. And... He's saying that Brett is like trying to decide what he's going to do. Oh yeah, that's right. And Casey says that she and Evan are in their poli sci class and IFC and Panhellenic and she just like can't get rid of him. She's seeing him everywhere. And she tells Cappy too that Evan tried to talk to her. And Cappy can't understand why Evan keeps trying to rationalize it as like he was doing something good for the house, which we completely agree with. Yeah. And 
Casey immediately kind of like pulls away and Cappy asks, you know, what he said wrong. And she says, it's basically what she did for the gamma size. Like she also is kind of justifying it as like, I was protecting the house. I think this is a stretch. I do too. It's a stretch. It's and a, what he says, what he says is true. He's like, well, you didn't do it on purpose. Like Evan set out to do something shitty. Casey yeah, set out to like to find uncover the truth. Like she was not, they were not meaning to hurt anyone. Yeah, he approached it with malice. Exactly. She was yeah. like, something's fishy, and then did accidentally, and she didn't even burn it down. It wasn't even no. But Cappy's like, no, this is totally different because. Evan is a douche and you are my amazing girlfriend, which is like the way he said that, like did not make her feel any better. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like such a bad rationale. It's like, actually it's like, uh, Oh, maybe I really am. Yeah. And he does. He, this is where he also kind of explains like Evan like acted upon malice while, you know, Casey was only broken because, you know, she was trying to find out if they were cheating and the rest was really just an accident. And she's like, you know, you're right. But then on her way out, she kicks her new clipboard under the bed when she gets up to go read Beaver the story, which I didn't realize why she did this until much later in the episode. But I was like, why did you do that? Wait. Like, it didn't make any sense in the moment to me. Oh, like, just because she she didn't feel good about taking that role on? Oh, God. Is that why she Wait. kicked it? Yeah. yeah. What Wait, did you think? it was i thought she was like trying to hide it <laughs> no no oh, no 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 this is a different clipboard yeah got it no this, this is the dpj clipboard yeah, yeah yeah she's just like feeling guilty and like doesn't want to look at it got it okay that makes more sense i wasn't <laughs> i i knew it was the vpj clipboard i just wasn't sure why she kicked it it's always so amazing how many different experiences we all have we all have <laughs> <laughs> So now everybody's um, so different and beautiful. I know, right? We all just see everything through different perspectives. Life is all about marketing. Oh, so true. We're, the episode is packaged in a different way for all of us. So now we're at ZBZ and Ashley is doing Rusty's hair for like kind of in prep for the nerd auction. She's doing yeah. it in the kitchen. Yeah, with like a ton of gel. And she says they're taking him from nerdy to nerd chic. And it's kind of like, uh, what is that show? What not to wear? Like reverse. I they mean, reverse queer eyed him. Yeah, it's really bad. And she's like, oh my gosh, you need glasses. But don't worry, they'll be chic. Yeah, and he's like, that's the one thing I have going for me. I don't need glasses. Yeah, he's like, I have perfect vision. That's like the one not nerdy thing about me. And then he Ashley's like, Erica will never see who you truly are on the inside if you're not nerd chic. Literally, it's such a stretch. I'm buying more that what Casey did was just like what Evan did more than I'm buying that what rusty's missing is nerding himself up more <laughs> i i will say though the way that she's dressing him is kind of like what you were talking about jacqueline like that mid early 2000s like converse button-up tie yeah what's well, kind of like it a little punk like but it's like, like a little like, avril 
it's like he would be in a shoot for Teen Vogue that's like these guys are reclaiming nerds. Oh my gosh. It's like they a bastardization of Seth Cohen from the OC. Totally, totally. Yeah. Casey shows up at Catherine's dorm room and it's like I think I think she's trying to suss out what's going on. Like she's not ready to confess yet, but she wants to know how much Catherine knows. Because no, point, I think she was ready to. She was gonna go. Thanks. Yeah, because she said I have information. Remember? Oh yeah, didn't she say I have something to say? Uh, okay. And then Catherine was so damn bad. <laughs> Catherine is on her hands and knees when Casey gets in there, and she is, and her roommate Angie is passed out, mind you, on Catherine's bed because Angie has a lofted bed. So Angie is passed out on Catherine's bed. Catherine is on her hands and knees, scrubbing Angie's puke out of the ground. Immediately, Casey is like, oh my God, what is that smell? Like, it's overpowering. It's giving the guy on Delta who had a incident. Did you guys hear about that? No. No. Have you haven't seen that on Twitter? Oh no, is this going to traumatize me? Oh, I don't know. Do you not want me to say? I feel like I have to say it now. This guy or some person on a Delta flight got like explosive diarrhea down the hallways of the Delta flight to Barcelona and they had to turn back around because it was oh. a, it was a biohazard. Oh, my God. When I flew to Barcelona, we had two medical emergencies in the air, but we were already halfway there. So, oh, yeah, they were close. They were only like two hours out. So they turned back. Anyway, it's like that because Casey right. literally like can smell it immediately. Catherine is like work like doing it all herself. She's just, like, so not okay. The storm room is hell. She's, like, so upset about the house. She thanks Casey again for looking into the fire. And at this point, there's just no way Casey can say anything. Like, this girl is suffering. And um, she asks if Casey knows anything else about the fire, if her investigation has any new findings. And she's also like, by the way, I don't want you to think I've forgotten about Songfest. I like I know that there were irregularities in the judging, and I know that one of the judges gave CBC a zero, but Gamma Psi a one hundred. So like I'm still looking into it. And Casey is like, oh my god, don't worry about that. It's so not as big of a deal as the fire. And Catherine's like, no, but it's still an injustice. Like Catherine is so pure of heart. Um, I really like her and so Casey just cannot bring herself and she also follows that up with saying I when I first met you I really underestimated yeah, yeah that's yeah I oh sorry no no it's okay but um yeah so Casey cannot bring herself to say anything she's like I, I don't know yet and Catherine's like it's okay like I believe in you I know you'll figure it out like it's only been a day I was so wrong about you when I first met you. I thought you were vapid and amoral. I'm just like a sorority girl, but you're so much more than that. And she hugs Casey or she goes to hug Casey, but she kind of can't because she has those disgusting cleaning with all of Angie's puke on them. So they kind of have this like awkward dance where they can't really hug, but Catherine tries to like show her affection. Has this ever happened to you that, um, like, a similar thing where somebody will be, like, this happened to me a few times, actually, where somebody will, like, come to me and let me know, like, their first impressions of me and that it's different now. And I'm, like, okay, but you're actually still hurting my 
feelings yeah. like you're telling me that you thought very negatively of me I mean parody no yes it's the Scorpio curse yeah I really oh, that's so true I really thought you were gonna be a bitch but you're actually really nice I was really scared of you I had three people just on my freshman year dorm floor tell me that the last day of school and I remember being like this is actively hurting my feelings oh I my know. god no, it's yeah hurtful. and they're saying it with like huge smiles and like okay and it was the same wording for every single one of them I really thought you were going to be kind of a bitch but you're actually really nice mean very mean yeah they think they're like giving you like such a big compliment by saying that yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so now we see Kathy like cutting the line for this human sexuality class He's coming up with all these crazy excuses. At one point, he says his girlfriend is going into labor and he has to sign up for the class. Then he's like, oh, she's crowning. Like, it's so gross. And he's hopping the line, skipping till he's at the front. And he's at the very front with Rebecca then. He's and, being more unsavory than usual in this episode. Yeah, he's just kind of being grody. A pest. And she's like are things gonna be awkward now that you're dating Casey um and first she's like oh you you knocked Casey up (laughs) yeah yeah and and it is kind of awkward between them at first and she says would like would Casey be mad if we get into this class together which is another again what do they think this class is going to be like it's crazy I would in fairness be mad if my boyfriend was in any class with his ex-girlfriend who was also my um frenemy yeah any class sure but like the specific no I know what you're saying though like so it's so weird um so he's like no it's not a big deal Casey trusts me and she thinks that's so gross she's like far then and Cappy says, no, I know you have a soft side. You're not actually the forever alone type, which I hate when people say that, but whatever. And Rebecca goes, yeah, well, I actually did just have an encounter. And she calls it that. She calls her hookup with Evan an encounter. And I think she's uh, even telling Cappy. It's that. really, really weird how they weave this, in, how they have to make him find out about Evan, like by her, like this very strange conversation. But and, also her being like, I've had sex once since you, kind of implying. Yeah, it's super weird. And she's like, it's fine. It's not going to go anywhere anyway. It's just sex. That's all that works between men and women. She's on her Harry from when Harry met Sally journey. And so Kathy's like, don't say that. She's like, oh, I really don't think I can be friends with you now that you are just like so in love. And he said, but then she calls up, do you really think that I should go for it? And he says, yes. And then she goes, well, it's Evan. And then he sa- repeats her same word back to her. He says, bark. And so then someone comes out of the door uh, and like opens the classroom and tells everyone basically, or I don't know, I think maybe it's the registrar's office. Yeah. And tells everyone that they should just go home because it's not worth it. There's only one spot left in the class and the professor that's teaching it is really picky yeah really choosy like yeah. that's so weird for this class the whole thing me. Is so- choose me Love the me. lore of this class is insane the only class that i can think had this kind of like i don't know reputation was the uh 
Beyonce, the history of Beyonce class that we had. Oh my god, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I could never get into it. It was always immediately full. But that actually sounds cool. Yeah, that actually <laughs> sounds like a fun class. Yeah. My brother's school has a falconry class. And it's called like falconry, exotic birds husbandry or something crazy. And he's like, I really wanted to take it, but it conflicts with one of my major classes. I could see your brother being a falcon, a falconer. A falconer. Going into exotic bird husbandry. Yeah, I could too. So Ashley's new creation walks into his dorm room, which is rusty. And he looks, I'm sorry, maybe you guys disagree. He looks horrific. His hair oh, it's is, st- it's, my mouth, my jaw fell open. He has, I, I wrote OMFG Rusty. <laughs> he has huge glasses on, huge. And Dale immediately rips into him. And his hair is sticking up everywhere. It's all gel. It's also like kind of shorter or maybe just the way that it's styled. It's very jarring. It's like straightened. It's straightened, yeah. He looks the way a Blank 182 song sounds. (laughs) That's perfect. And Dale immediately like goes in on him. He's like, how's Lost? Have you figured out how Lost is going to end? Yeah, he calls him JJ. (laughs) He's he's calling him JJ Abrams. And so then I like looked at the picture. I I knew JJ Abrams had glasses, but I was like, I got to see this. He looks just like oh my god we really the- i've never seen young jj abrams i'll i'll post a picture to the instagram when we like upload this do a side <laughs> by really, side it was a really good burn um so rusty's like no this is nerd chic ashley's also picking out my outfit and he's trying to get dale to do the makeover too and dale's like, completely no. gaslit him into thinking that this is a real thing <laughs> i know he's i can't believe that he is falling i don't even know he's drinking the kool-aid he wants to believe so he's gonna believe he's all in and he's trying to get dale dale is like absolutely not and then rusty says a horrific line of oh because at one point when when ashley is doing the makeover she says it's just like photoshop it's a little bit of retouching and so Rusty, rusty says to dale try out the magic of retouching for yourself and Dale says, my church doesn't believe in that because it turns you blind. He's kidding, obviously. It's really funny. And then Rusty says, is that why you have glasses on? Oh, my God. Because he also says, I don't need a makeover. I already have glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm actually really surprised that, like, ABC let that joke in. A masturbation joke. Kind of a, it's it's just like the uh, Anthony and Cleopatra float that they they talk about in Secret Life of the American Teenager how um, masturbation makes you blind. I remember that. So I guess it's all, I guess that specific, very specific topic. Yeah. Is, and they're, they aren't using any uh, like towing around any verbiage over on Secret Life. Yeah. <laughs> but they were actually doing the opposite. I feel like they were like specifically using wording to like, yeah, like sure they knew what you were talking about. anatomically correct (laughs) so now we see evan walking into omega kai and casey is immediately there waiting for him and he's just like oh my god are you gonna yell at me again and she's apologizing to him she's apologizing to him for like running away 
And then she asks him how he deals with the guilt. And he's like, what? The guilt? You have guilt over blowing me off the other day? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Are you serious, Evan? He, this man is on another planet this episode. Well, he he is, doesn't know that she burned the house down. I know, but like, why would that be what she was guilty over? And he feels no emotions about like, um, this whole thing is crazy. So that's when she confesses to him that she burnt down the Gamma Psi house. She's taking this on as if she was there with a, like a matchbox in their literally lighter fluid. And she's like, you're the only person who can understand this kind of guilt. Like, how do you deal with it? And he's like, I just say like, it happened and there's nothing that I can do. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. He and it's just like past of the is the past. Yeah, that's it. But of yeah. course, she's a Cartwright, so she's gonna go wake their mom up in the middle of the night and tell her that she's the reason why Channel Five doesn't work. One hundred percent. And Casey's like, I just feel like I have to confess. Like I just, I'm feeling so guilty. I feel like I have to confess. Is that what you feel like? And he says, Absolutely not. I do not feel that way. <laughs> Evan and he's Chambers. like, and you don't, you shouldn't either. <laughs> no, baby Bundy does not care. Um, he says, I feel sorry that people got expelled, but confessing that wouldn't help. And he tells her that turning herself in would be a huge mistake. Um, she says, maybe it is, but I can't live with it anymore, which is relatable because that's exactly what I would have to do. Um. Mm-hmm. Also, Evan's really going to kill it in the corporate world. That's all I was thinking during this. Like, he could fire a whole company worth of people and not give a shit. He could be a CEO. 100%. Chambers International, here he comes. So, Rusty is walking around campus, walking into, um, (laughs) walking to Ashley, like, passing out these flyers, and he looks straight up like Urkel. Like, this outfit in full view is so upsetting. He finds Ashley. He's like, are you sure I don't look stupid? And she keeps saying, you look nerd chic. He's like, Dale's ma- he's like, Dale's making fun of me. And I guess in fairness, if it was Dale making fun of my looks and Ashley saying it was fine, I would take Ashley's word for it. But I would take it. If I didn't have a like fully formed yeah. brain. But also take a look at Ashley's outfits. You know, they're they're out there. They're pushing the envelope. I'm not sure if she's the one I would want dressing me. So they spot Erica and Ashley gives um, Rusty a flyer for the event and sends her over to him. And when Rusty sits down, Erica does not recognize him. But he reintroduces himself, gives him... A fly- gives her a flyer and she's kind of into it she's like are you gonna be there he says yes and then she say well then I'll she says well then I'll definitely be there and you know it's gonna be bad but you're not quite sure doesn't she say like aren't are you being auctioned off yeah you're not quite sure why it's gonna be bad but you know it's not going to end well so now Casey is in Natalie's dorm room and she's ready to fully confess to Natalie Natalie's kind of like I guess showing off her dorm room like she's like yeah the trash uh, shoot cuts through the room but I'm the only one that got a single room she's really happy with that and so I was confused why she went to Natalie at all and not Catherine because Natalie's the president 
But yesterday she was going to go to Catherine. Yeah. Anyway. I do think, like, if you were going to tell someone, you would probably tell the president. I know, but she had the intention to tell Catherine. Yeah, maybe I know. She I... went. Maybe she went to Natalie because she saw how down bad Catherine was, and was like, oh, "I can't tell Catherine. Right. Like, I can't say it to her face." Right. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, before she can say anything, Natalie is like, "I want to start fresh from last semester. I know things got like a little bit hostile, but I kind of want to leave that in the past." And that's when Casey notices this is a very like small moment, but Natalie is unpacking and she has this fiddler on the roof poster. And Casey's like, oh, fiddler. (laughs) And then she ends up confessing to Natalie that she lit, that she alone lit the fire. She takes full blame. She's like, I set the house on fire and I'm so sorry. And Natalie immediately pivots. Like she's mad for one second. She's like, oh, you started that fire. You burned my house to the ground. But then she goes, well, I assume you weren't alone. Or I assume you, she goes, I assume that you want to make it up to us. Yeah. yeah. Natalie's nothing if not an opportunist. She is an opportunist. She is a social climber and she is an opportunist to her core, which like part of me has to admire that. She has a one track mind. She says, I know how ZBZ can make it up to us. They're going to give us their house. And Casey's like, absolutely not. We're not. That's such a weird thing. A lot of pocket. I don't think that like any kind of nationals would ever allow that if they found out that was happening. Like it just, it would never fly. Um, so Casey says no, but then Natalie's like, well, you don't want anyone to find out about this. And I doubt that it was just you in our house lighting that fire. So unless you want us to implicate all of CBC, you're going to give your house up. And it seems like Casey is in quite the pickle. This is very disturbing. Um, Rebecca and Kathy are waiting for the professor of the human sexuality class at his car. And they're dressed in like what I think they believe to be like sexy workout gear. I think it probably was in 2009. There was athletics. Rebecca is in like a normal like running outfit. Like she's just in like a sports bra and leggings. And Kathy is in short little workout shorts and a cut off gray t-shirt yeah i mean that man has never worked out a day in his life like he doesn't own workout attire um and have so, a lot of costumes. that's true oh my gosh that's so true that's probably like his 80s costume or something yeah and again i just keep writing like they were so mistaken about the kind of professors that teach this kind of class like they think this person's going to be like hypersexual or something it's like so- they're the pickiness of who's in the class is based on who they want to fuck yeah like who's the hottest i don't that's what they think honestly like they both kind of need this class (laughs) so happy just can't stop harping on rebecca for hooking up with evan and rebecca's just like why do you care and he says of course i care it's weird it's really weird and he's like i care because getting involved with evan would be a huge mistake he's like i care about you mm-hmm. like Re- rebecca says if i if you really care about me you'll give me your spot in the class yeah fair enough Touche. and so the professor comes up and he knows immediately what's going on which makes you think that they're not the first to try this which is also disturbing and he just says, you kids are shameless. 
for some reason when I saw this I thought that maybe he wouldn't be the right professor for the class like it was someone else's car and they got the car wrong or something but it was him they were just making fools of themselves so now <laughs> Evan like sees Casey like in her part right like head fuming like it's just the classic Casey and Rusty face of them sitting alone just like overthinking something and Evan sees this and he approaches her and she just immediately like unravels and tells him everything she's, she's like, at her wit's end she has unraveled she's <laughs> lost it she tells him about Natalie wanting the CBZ house and he rightfully says like that is absolutely insane she also tells him that like she really thinks Natalie somehow rigged song fest so they would lose. And this piques Evan's attention. He's like, okay, well, you can use that. You might not be totally screwed. Clearly, Natalie. Him. You know what, though? We would have gotten this plan in half the time if Franny was still on this campus. Oh, my God. True. Uh, what, well, the fire would have been lit intentionally. And... Right as retribution for finding out what happened yeah oh, and somehow the gamma size would have been um legally implicated themselves in their own fire like for yeah. insurance money yeah but we have to go to the secondary franny and it's in this instance for the scheme and that's evan so he tells casey basically franny. <laughs> franny. <laughs> <laughs> Evan points out, like, okay, Natalie clearly doesn't want people to find out about this for whatever reason. She wants to work outside of the system. So find out, like, get concrete proof that something happened with Songfest and then, quote, fight fire with fire. And then he says, bad choice, bad choice words. Now we're at the cursed auction and Rusty is looking around everywhere for Erica. Hordes of science girls are walking in. And then I you know thought, what he's in right now. What limerence? <laughs> I don't know. In limerence, yeah, have you seen like? I feel like it, that's like a buzzwordy thing of like when you are like in a situation ship or like have a crush on someone and like all, your entire like mood depends on if they're giving you attention or not and like right oh effect. i like, have heard of that with your brain and he is like he cannot live in the moment knowing that she is not there yet also i don't know if we said this but he really has a type like rusty loves blondes yes and the casting and writing team from greek know that <laughs> yeah they really do and i thought so fisher walks in and he has his arm around a blonde girl and i thought it was erica like I obviously didn't remember her face because we saw Wait, her. Was it? No, it was a different girl. Erica walks in later. Is she looks a lot uh -huh. like Erica though? It was confusing. My God, it was I really literally thought I was like Erica. That makes so much sense. I was like, but Ashley met the other girlfriend, but didn't realize it's Erica, and Erica's a girlfriend, or Fisher has another double girlfriend. But now knowing, but yeah. Oh my god, because I, I thought Rusty was seeing them walk in too and he was reacting to her being with a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought that too. It took me like a while to realize that he was just reacting to it being Fisher and Ashley seeing Fisher for like the first time since their breakup. I also am not certain this is like his other girlfriend. Like it might just be him like having another girl. I don't know. 
Wow. What another great instance of us having different and beautiful experiences with this show. Thank God there's three hosts on this show. Really <laughs> to clarify take, this. It takes three of us to break down this ABC family show. <laughs> it takes three to tango. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is just some random girl. And Ashley tells Fisher to leave. She's like, what are you doing in my bar at my event? And immediately our girls, Rebecca and Laura, back her up. They come to her defense. He leaves with his tail between his legs. Laura says afterwards, she's like, he looked puffy. So Rusty like comes over to Ashley and is like, are you okay? And Ashley just, she kind of brushes him off, but she's clearly upset. She says, right, well, she like takes a shot immediately. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like in the little vial, like the chemistry vial. Yeah. yeah. I always have wanted to like drink out of one of those. They were also in Miss Congeniality and I thought they were really cool. Like the oh bright God, colors. That was my yes. at my junior prom. Oh, shot glasses. Um, and she she says to us, she's like, I knew I would run into him at some point, but you know. But also, Fisher, it's like you know that this is a ZBZ event. Like, stay in your lane. He's a jerk. Yeah. He exactly. likes to rile her up. We saw it before. Like, he likes that. Um. So now Dana comes back and like again comes up to Rusty, and again he doesn't remember her name. He calls her Diana. And she's pissed. Like, hey, props to Dana because I'm glad that she like gets mad at this. It's rude the way that he says it too. He's like, oh, Diana. And then he's talking to her, and Erica walks in, and he immediately shifts his attention. Wait, but Erica. also, Ashley clocks it when he gets Dana's name wrong. Mm-hmm. She notices, and she gives like Rusty such dirty love. Yeah. yeah. It is so gross. And it's, it's just rude. Honestly, if you don't remember someone's name, just don't say their name. Right. So Ashley starts announcing the event and she says all the proceeds will go to, and then Dale coughs from the stage. Like, 95% of the proceeds will go to Gamma Psy rebuilding. <laughs> um, and she's like, these nerds, they'll impress your parents and fix your computers which is still strange mark marketing, but whatever. Um, so Rusty is the first one up and she mentions his grant. She's like, he just won this big grant for engineering and mm. he built his own DVR. And that's when Erica and some other girl get into a bidding war over Rusty. And he whispers whilst on stage and basically into the microphone, Maybe I'll get two girls tonight. He doesn't even whisper it. He, yeah, he just says it. Really, he's so rock hard for himself in this scene. It's insane. I honestly, nothing has ever brought me greater joy in this series than seeing multiple women finally call him out on how pompous he can be. This immediately disgusts Dana and Ashley. Dana is like sitting in the front. She rolls her eyes. She's sick to her stomach. Ashley is mortified okay so erica wins the bid for only 50 dollars, right yeah i think it's only 50 dollars. like they were like 40 45 yeah i think it was 50 it's not even a significant amount of money yet he's feeling amazing and ashley is obviously upset about fisher but she like is projecting this onto rusty and she says into the microphone don't be fooled Rusty looks nice, but as soon as he gets a chance, Rusty will cheat on you like every other guy on the planet. <laughs> Which I love. Damn. Although I, 
I don't think Rusty would ever cheat because he gets too hyper fixated and obsessed with any girl that he's with. But still. yeah, I don't this know. His ego is really inflated in a way we haven't seen before. In this Let's nerd chic say, outfit. Let's just say it's a wonder that he's able to fit into the doors of this school with how big his head is. Glasses um, can be put on his head. <laughs> They're stretched at the seams. <laughs> so afterwards, Rusty's like yelling at Ashley. Uh, and she says to him, well, it was only supposed to be one date. And he like is trying to justify he's like well i'm not like fisher and she says that she's beginning to think that all guys are like fisher and she saw him blow off dana and she's really grossed out by that and she says you might be a nerd but you're not very nice true i literally wrote hell yes ashley walks it correctly amazing and while this is happening dale is auctioning himself out and like, on the stage he's fully like emceeing and being auctioned and he he sells himself so also for 50 dollars, and that's without a makeover without a makeover and five percent of that is getting kicked back to him and he didn't even have to give out a flyer for himself he didn't have oh. to advertise at all I was just thinking, Ashley has been wronged by so many men in this series. Travis, the guy who, like, kept forgetting Casey's name. <laughs> Fisher, um, now Rusty, even. It's tragic. Just you wait. So, now Casey is um wearing something that I would think maybe Indina Menzel... Adele Dazim would have worn to a rent rehearsal. Um, yes. <laughs> and she it runs up excitedly to this man in a scarf theater attire. Um, not a costume, just something that makes it clear he likes theater. Um, and she's like, oh, what are you working on? His name's Ryan, I believe. Um, what are you working on? Um, and she's like, Oh, you were the celebrity judge at Songfest, right? And he's like, Oh yeah, that was me. Um, you know, he and he's like acting like he gets approached on campus all the time, which is like there were so many guys, both in high school and at college, who were like so they were like one of two straight men in the entire like programs, and they were like the really star felt so important and had this attitude that was just like um really kind of like I would say Bo Burnham adjacent sorry if you guys I'm not trying to slander Bo Burnham but I just think he has this type of personality he has this energy as a visual as a metaphorical representation this guy doesn't look like Bo Burnham though but he has the, the energy no shade Phoebe no shade um and she's like how do you like prepare and he's like oh for acting she's like yeah and for song fashion (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh like and he starts talking about his time during uh the fiddler on the roof production and we see a physical manifestation of a light bulb above casey's head in her little page boy cap go off and she's like oh my god fiddler I also love that he's describing his process like he's Jeremy Strong. 
he's like, yeah, he's like, it's all about authenticity. He's like, I, I love Jeremy it. Strong, genuinely. Okay, I love the he, way he talks. Oh my god, I saw him oh, recently. But dramaturgically, Ryan did what he had to do for Song Wait. to get into the method acting for Songfest judging. Oh my god. Wait, Thomas, where did you see him? Because I saw Hugo from Succession recently. Oh my god, I saw him in my neighborhood. I was like at breakfast. Oh my god, that's the dream. It was just, it all happened very fast. You have to go to Thomas's neighborhood and just kind of hang around. I saw Hugo, I saw Hugo in um, Fidei. He was on a city bike and he was next to me for like a good two minutes waiting for the red light, but he was on the phone. Sorry, I don't know the full name of him, but Hugo from Succession. If you know, you know. We're so connected to the Succession know. cast. I know. We really are. We're obviously. all, like, once removed of from, like, course. someone on Succession. Like Ron. Um, I feel like I saw someone else, too. Anyway. You saw Cousin Greg. I know. Yeah, I just said Nick Braun. Oh, sorry. But thank you for covering the bases. <laughs> <laughs> we must let um, everyone know. So, sorry. Dropping back into this scene. Um... And so then she's like, oh, Natalie, like, did you maybe have, like, sex or, like, were you dating Natalie in exchange? It's it's because he, like, when this light bulb goes goes off in her head, she's kind of silent, realizing this. And he says, well, are we going to get a drink or something? Oh, right. And that's when she says, yeah, that's when she says, well, would Natalie care? Because I've seen you together. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's like, no, like, that's not. And then she's like, well, maybe you just had sex in exchange for giving ZBZ a zero. And he's like, you can't prove anything. (laughs) Well, he says, he says, no, no, we just slept together. So he lets We just made love. (laughs) Yeah. Right. He he just made love. That they slept together and then Casey fills in the blank that they probably did that because of the bribe. That was the bribe. Yeah. And so he's like, you can't prove anything. And she's like, maybe I can. And then, um, you know, she scampers away because it's scheme o'clock. He's also says like, he's like, this isn't rare in the theater. We're not as puritanical as you. Like, what? Oh, Ryan. Now I'm wanting to call him Jeremy, even though we have a Jeremy RIP. Oh, I miss Jeremy. And his long hair, his wiry hair. And his eyeliner. Oh, the way he would watch you sleep. <laughs> Much like a Taylor Swift song. So now uh we're back at the at Dobbler's, still at the auction event. Um and Rusty brings like a basket of fried food over to Erica. And he's like, I'm sure you're hungry after all of that auction or bidding. And she's like, oh, I'm actually like trying to be like good about what I'm eating. And he's like, totally cool. Totally get it. And he's like, hey, I'm not a cheater. Um, <laughs> and she's like, okay, can you come by Tri Pie around eight? Um, and he's like, yeah. And she's like, and can you bring your tools? And he's like, okay and then she's like and you know all of the girls are excited we all pulled our money fifty dollars collectively we all pulled our money together to bid on you and he's like getting really like hot and bothered and then it dawns on him when she starts talking about the electronics that they need fixed that she thinks that this was 
just a geek squad service <laughs> bidding situation. She wants her yeah. TiVo set up, Pam's computer fixed, and the house the house to have a tutor for $50. No wonder she was so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's a steal. Yeah. A TiVo setup, a computer fix, and a tutor for the house? All yeah. for $50. All <laughs> for the low, low price. Of for one payment. Well, I hope that nobody needs tutoring in that art class because <laughs> certainly Rusty won't be able to execute well, especially now that his muse is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so he got what he deserved. Because also it's like, literally, Rusty, what did you like about her? Except that she was cute. He she didn't, didn't know her name. He didn't know her name until Ashley told it to him. Yeah, he knew she nothing really else about her. She got up and walked to a different seat. If anyone did that to me, I can't imagine continuing to have a like. It would be immediate. No more crush. Well, I would transfer the class. If I did that the first day of the class, I was like, I actually am not taking this class anymore. Whoops. Drop. He was in limerence. <laughs> yeah. Right. I forgot. Rusty and limerence. So <laughs> Beaver is saying um, to Cappy, he's like, I'm really sad I missed the nerd auction. I'm really bummed out about it. And and Cappy's like, well, there's always next year. And he's like, well, it's easy for you to say you already have Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted his own nerd oh i love beaver um and as this is happening we see evan walk in um and then cappy sees rebecca is like glowing from within at the sight of evan um and she, she sorry she does that look dilshaw does that look so well she does of, like, seeing someone and lighting up she does that like I've literally never seen someone else be able to like do that look of like having a crush and seeing them she does it so so well I know it's like that um not to talk about Taylor Swift again so soon but it's like that line in um oh my god I almost said snow by the ocean like cake by the ocean donuts <laughs> <laughs> on the beach when she's like I've never seen someone lit from within and that's yes yeah you can see it she it's like you can really see it in her eyes yeah she glows and so she's like by the way Cappy you really like pushed me to do this even more so thanks um (laughs) (laughs) and um so then Rebecca approaches Evan um and she is like hey I'm sorry for you know leaving you hanging at the ball um can I make it up to you and he's like like a date and she's like yeah he's like okay and also I'm like Evan why aren't you asking Rebecca out like I feel like I'm hating that she's having to make all the moves with him I know he's kind of just like sure I felt that too I was was actually a little worried like he'd be like oh no I actually don't want to date I'm sorry this is Rebecca Logan arsonist daughter of a disgraced congressman like capital r capital l know your role know your role know your place now casey has called a meeting with natalie 
in her dorm room in her like <laughs> the shared area, the cinder shared area. Yeah. Um and she's like, oh, we're just waiting for one more person. And then Catherine shows up and Natalie is like confused. And then Casey's like comes clean about the fire, tells Catherine. And Catherine is immediately like so upset and she's like really can't even process this. She's so betrayed. Um, and then she was like, Oh, and by the way, you also would probably like to know that I actually already confessed to Natalie yesterday and she decided to blackmail us in exchange for our house. And also you should know that she slept with the Songfest judge um to get the gamma side victory and Catherine is like literally cannot it just implodes and she's so mad at natalie um and natalie's like you can't prove anything and then Catherine also says and we saw this when casey was in Catherine's room earlier Catherine had a bunch of like lacy bras on her bed and or sorry natalie had a bunch of lacy bras on her bed Catherine absolutely did not Natalie did and Catherine says to Natalie is this what all of your provocative lingerie is for (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and it is it's true yes and so then Casey pulls out this infamous clipboard not her VPJ one but the songfest judge one that was on Catherine's clipboard and I mean Natalie got caught basically that's what it is and um so she's like I'm thinking we can call it even and then now Casey is regaling this exchange to Ashley and Ashley's just so excited to tell the sisters that it's over and then Cappy shows up and Casey's so excited to tell him about this solution and she's like also I got this idea from an unlikely source. And then she lets him know that she did end up Botoxing to Evan. And, you know, he really helped her conjure up this plan. And Cappy goes, this made me so mad. Like, this actually is... I... Earlier in the season, the way that I was, like, viscerally reacting to him, like, not like giving Casey any of the energy back after she was like trying to get him back and turned him down a few episodes before like I'm reacting the same way in this moment because if somebody who I was dating said this like I would be blowing chunks he said what is it with the women in my life giving this douchebag endless chances she's like women And he's like, well, no, that came out wrong. I meant Rebecca. Please. Worse. Capathy, come on. Get it together. Worse, literally worse. And Casey's like, huh. And he's like, well, I was giving Rebecca advice and, you know, she wouldn't listen and I was trying to be there for her. And he's like, is it weird that, um, you know, we're talking and we might be in this human sexuality class together? And Casey's like, no, not weird, since, you know, I'm talking to Evan again and we're friends. And they, like, hug. 
and they're both pretending that it's like not weird when clearly it is but they're both like doing the same thing to each other yeah <laughs> and it's just like ew the women in my life oh my god yeah and I think he's weirder about it than even she is he is weirder about it because like I feel like it's very clear that like Casey sees Evan platonically and it's really not that clear especially Rebecca just hooked up with Fisher in front of like while he was with Ashley and she and Kathy dated and she was the one who was like this is done and yeah we can't really she, and then they did start hooking yet. up again remember they started hooking up again mm-hmm. yeah. and she's adorable I love Rebecca I just don't I don't really trust her she's adorable and she has really no sense of boundaries so it's a terrible combination and clearly does not feel guilt about anything i.e the fire so i I would be like very uncomfortable with this same and she's already hooked up with one of casey's boyfriends while she was dating them yeah actually she's hooked up with both of casey's boyfriends in her first day on campus not max and not that sugar baby (laughs) <laughs> and not the like 16 year old that we always forget about on purpose is his name Jeremy <laughs> or do I, I, don't think so. I think his name was like Buster or, like Bennett no way no way was his name Buster I low-key, Aaron Aaron I low-key think it was Buster I would bet like, I'll have it in my notes him. I'll have it in my notes what season was that I think season one two. right oh I feel like it was I- season two also I think it was oh, early too. Two. I think it was early too because it was when they do that dog washing thing and Ashley know, yeah. in that episode. Ashley isn't in that episode. And I think it might be the same episode that her and Rebecca wash the car together. No, that could be different. Dude, where did this go? But they meet each other or like she meets him at that dog washing. It's highway to the discomfort zone, right? Oh, I don't know. Pretty sure it. that's the episode. Okay, yeah. Highway. What's, what's his name? I'm dying to know now. Okay, let's see. It is Jonah. Yeah, oh, we were both so wrong. Kind of like Jeremy. Sounds like Jeremy. Sounds more I like think Jeremy it's Jonah. Than, sounds more like it probably sounds more like Jeremy than Buster does for sure. You're so right. That you're right about. <laughs> um Jonah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we figured that out. So now Dale is kind of rubbing this in to Rusty's face. And he's like, yeah, I told you that these sorority women would not care. Um, He doesn't say these women. I accidentally said that. But um, (laughs) and he's like, look, I warned you. And I had a great night with my date. Um, And he's like, actually, I'm about to go meet her now. I'm going to take her to hot cocoa with my winnings from the auction. Rusty sees Dana. Um, and so he approaches her. Um, and he's like, hey, um, I'm sorry that he didn't remember your name. And she's like, yeah, you should be sorry. And she's like, you know what? She goes in on him. She's like, you know what? I liked you since day one. And we actually have a lot in common and I even liked you when everybody was calling you the anchor. And he's like, you did? Um, and she's like, and this is exactly what my mom said. Don't be a female engineer. Because 
you they all think all of the male engineers think that they're so much better than the women and then she's like and I know I'm a little off-putting when you first meet me um but that doesn't mean that I don't deserve a chance from a fellow nerd or something to that extent Rusty's looking at her and he is looking at her in like such a demeaning way even though he's like and then he's like he like he really didn't learn in this episode I no. will um no he still thinks he's expecting her to give him another chance and yeah he's like when he says this it's like out of pity it's I know. not yeah. like mm-hmm. his lesson. it's like it's like it's, oh well this is what you've always wanted yeah so i guess I'll buy you a cup of coffee yeah he's like could i buy you a cup of coffee and she's like you obviously blew it and she storms off and he's like smirking to himself and I'm like you're not better than her I love that she says no. I'm so glad. She, I'm Same. so glad yeah. that she says no. I was nervous she would say yes. And I was yeah, like, please, too. please, no. Yeah, I was nervous too. Oh my gosh, now I'm thinking of that um, Elliot Smith song, Say Yes. Kind of a different vibe. Say yes. That could have been a plain white tea song. Some of their more mellow stuff. All you had to do was stay. <laughs> that too. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what we were talking about but it just made me think of it speaking of 1989 <laughs> and that's so relevant speaking of 1989 oh yeah since we were speaking of 1989 cappy shows up to the m4 society <laughs> and he's in the dungeon and no one else is there except little old evan and evan looks at him and with his messenger bag over his shoulder and storms out and he's like looks like we're both cut out and it's giving pitch perfect you are cut off i love that they got ghosted by the Emperor society i know they i don't think that they were getting a lot out of that i don't they seemed very in demeanor it was like us in soho house (laughs) that's so yeah we're just kind of like a little bit better than that (laughs) (laughs) even though apparently they have podcasting facilities oh dot 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 question mark (laughs) food for thought that's really what the world needs is more people who belong to soho house also having podcasts yeah it should be more um just like regular man on the street citizens like us yeah on the street right in that oh my god if there was a soho house podcast (laughs) it's they can't talk they can't say that it's at soho house either because you're not up to to say that you're there (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh wait i'm now i'm thinking (laughs) that (laughs) i listen to this one podcast and they always leap out where they're reporting and I wonder if it's at Soho House because they're always like we oh. Manhattan to do this and then they always take it out oh probably I hate that, I hate that it, but I it's hate ex- that because it's like also not that special you know I know it's, it's literally all. just like a it's like a bar with like inflated prices wait do you actually have to say that you're not reporting there oh no I mean you're just not allowed to take pictures there so I'm assuming but there can't oh, be any evidence that you were there they, they have film it's probably not this it's also that podcast exploration live which is very not like <laughs> i've also yeah. been seeing a lot of pictures at soho house lately so i feel like that oh, rule has become... people always take pictures 
Always. I have too. I take videos. I take videos in the open. I feel like it's more just like don't take pictures of the people there. You know, like don't be an ass. Yeah, I mean, I think it's at this point Soho House is like ninety eight percent non celebrities. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's like how that person who posted the picture of Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy not again. Oh my God, what is this Sydney White all over again? Of them at um Cipriani is it that yeah. crucial okay. club and they got kicked out the people who took the picture and posted it they yeah. their membership was revoked but that's definitely the new actually exclusive social yeah. club Cipriani yeah Cipriani social not the not just the restaurant oh yeah I was like whoa I just like didn't know there was a membership at that restaurant yeah no there's, there's the Cipriani social club it's like a separate thing we should have our season three finale. We should record at the Cipriani Social Club. Podcast. Should we apply, or yeah. should we just, or should we just record at the regular Cipriani, with like Ramona yes. and under Sony. the table, yeah, <laughs> on our on our phone um voice notes. It's so loud. Yeah. Okay. Dropping back in. So now Rusty walks into his marketing for dummy classes and Ashley gives him like a coy wave that's saying I'm approachable. And she's like, I'm sorry I yelled at you in front of everyone. Don't apologize. I get why she did it. I probably would have too, but she shouldn't. And he's like, look, I'm sorry I was more sympathetic to the Fisher stuff. You deserve way better than that jerk. And um, Ashley's like, yeah, maybe I should have just bet on a nerd in the first place um and Rusty's like well you know nerds can be not all that great either and then Ashley's like any girl will be lucky to have you and I'm just like I know where this is going and I can't um I'm waving my white flag yeah it's really dark lucky to have him any girl would be lucky to be stalked by you literally ask Emma Ask Emma, who has suspiciously never been seen on the CRU campus again. She's disappeared. Literally. She felt unsafe around him. I Emma, is in witness, Emma is in witness protection program. And you know he gave crabs to a handful of women before he got that taken care of. You no, know, he tried to take care of it himself with like by like spraying like raid on her or something okay take that out that was oh, no 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 keep that in he tried to take care of it with two in one shampoo <laughs> no no three in one because it was also body wash oh my god okay well if you don't take it out then at least bleep the word okay <laughs> oh my god the if secret life can say it so can we oh okay so now we find out that Rebecca somehow got both she and Cappy into the human sexuality class. And he's like, wow, great job. Like, what do you do with the professor? And she's like, well, he's gay, but he thinks I'm fabulous. It's like, oh, yeah, everybody thinks you're fabulous. And then Cappy's like, oh, hey, by the way, Casey told me to apologize to you for not letting you make your own decisions. Um. And he's like, well, just also know that I'll be there when Evan inevitably screws you over. And she's like, haha, okay, thanks. Well, tell Casey I accept her apology. Like, and I hate this. Like, 
my girlfriend like is telling me to tell you this and I and just, did she yeah she told well she didn't say I don't remember her saying you need to go apologize but he, she was like let her make her decisions or I don't even know that was part of it I don't, I don't know. think there was ever I don't think there was ever any indication that she wanted him to apologize maybe there was a deleted scene where they were eating pad thai on his floor and they in bed <laughs> in bed pad thai he was cracking open another fortune cookie that said in his bloodied pants <laughs> um so now casey goes to Catherine's dorm and she's there to return the vpj clipboard and Catherine just looks really hurt which it's like yeah these two people who she like relies on very heavily to work with her and be leaders together in different capacities were betrayed her and really disappointed her and so I thought maybe she was gonna let Casey stay VPJ but same I know and I get it they would have been like it wouldn't have been consistent with Catherine's ethos um and then Catherine's like you know I didn't know like you like had that in you honestly like I I'm surprised that like Natalie didn't call you on the bluff and she was like what do you mean and she was like well those aren't the score sheets and she's like how do you know that and she was like well that's not my clipboard it's not the sound that my clipboard would make and I I miss it and I just wish that I had it back oh sad and then Casey is like inquiring why she's not turning them in and Catherine's like think of the headlines like we don't need that kind of publicity and she was like this would get blown out of proportion and think about who they would have play me if this became a movie she's like I just don't need that on my plate (laughs) and then Casey was like well I I bet if I could keep looking I would be able to find your clipboard and Catherine goes don't even bother and closes the door it's a sad ending is a sign. I, I love them as a duo. Two powerful blondes, one short, one tall, both having clipboards. One short, one tall. One, <laughs> one like kind of average type. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been such a good spinoff with uh Casey and Catherine and as like the leads. Oh my god, let me paint you a picture of the spinoff. They both are like clerking for like Supreme Court judges. I thought you said clerking at first. And I was like, so <laughs> I thought you were gonna say clerking for Senator Logan. <laughs> no, they would never. First, but it's but but plot Not twist, it's judge. Senator Rebecca Logan. You, right. You it, clerk at for a law firm. Yeah, you oh. only clerk for judges, but <laughs> but no, let's go with that. Let's I knew roll that. With that. They but they made new for... positions for themselves. <laughs> um, okay so many losers so little time do you want to start with winners in that case yeah maybe we start with winners sure okay so my winner is dale for getting that bag and yeah also, like being like pretty like cool about the grant announcement in terms of his dynamic with rusty yeah i really missed our resident winner this episode calvin he his character was clearly missing from this episode and it was oh my god where was calvin i know he would have had a field day with rusty being such an ass um 
but I will say that the winner, I don't know, this is such a small part, but I thought about it like constantly throughout the whole thing. And I just like the moment really stuck with me when Laura and Rebecca just automatically come to Ashley's defense and yell at Fisher on her behalf. And I just really liked that. I liked yeah, that. I liked that too. That was a really good scene. It was a really good scene. It was really sweet. I like seeing more of Laura because I think she's funny, but I also just like them like immediately backing her up and like knowing that she kind of needed them in that moment. And I thought it was so cute. Yeah. My winner is Dana. Yes. I thought she, I loved her monologue at the end. I thought it was like really good and I loved everything she was saying. And also like the actress was great. And mm. I also just love that she said no to Rusty. Thank God. I know. Makes me want to watch super bad. Rusty really got put in his place in the episode. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Dana. Shout out to Ashley. Bye, bye, bye. And I love that Erica didn't even realize. Yeah, she had no idea. And that's, that's karmic synergy, baby. <laughs> really is. Uh, losers. I'm gonna go ahead and say Rusty for me. He was, I, I was wavering between maybe Casey just because of the disappointment that she instilled in Catherine even though she ultimately did the right thing but in good conscience I could not give it to a different Cartwright in this episode when Rusty was doing what he was doing I'm gonna say it's a tie for me between Amphora's newest exiles Evan and Kathy Evan because he's creeping me out with his sociopathic tendencies (laughs) I don't like (laughs) the the lack of shame and guilt he feels is actually a little bit unsettling and cappy is being a a creep yeah cappy's going full freak zone yeah i'm not loving his energy i think yeah which i usually really don't feel at all from him in episodes no i know like very weird he's women the women in my life right he's giving male podcast hosts no, not um, Thomas. Not Thomas. Thomas's face. <laughs> no, I even gasped. Um, I think my loser He's is Thomas. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. Never. Thank you. Um, my loser is a tie between Fisher, the oh. theater major, straight straight actor guy, and Natalie. What was the theater major's name again? Ryan. 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 Nat- Natalie is so sinister. Like, I did not remember her being so... Like, Do you notice how creepy she was, too, when she was, um, when Casey's in the room and she pulls out the bunny from her box? Yes, she's spooky. It's her voice, too. She's like, we're feeling right at home here. I know. She kind of has a Laura Lee voice, Erin. Oh, my God, she totally has a Laura Lee voice. Yeah. Who's Laura Lee? Oh, Thomas, you she, never finished she watching- alongside Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> famously her name was boner garage in uh in we are the millers wait her name was boner garage oh is oh she God. on vanderpump that her, yeah that was her um her character's name because she had that tattoo that was her stripper name you oh never finished it you said you were gonna watch it and you never did i am so sorry i got through like two episodes i need to revisit it this is the <laughs> ultimate betrayal it gets so that's in the first season Lorley is the first season and she has natalie's voice watch it just for that okay i'll watch i watched the pride parade episode and i did enjoy that it oh. got it going you got it gets so much better 
Um, Thomas, every time we talk about Natalie, I think about that. Um, I don't know if it actually ever became a production, but you know that Jonathan Groff like album that is I it's just called 36 Questions and it's him and Jesse Shelton. And there's like a character, Natalie, who they find out is like Judith or her name is Judith. But then he, they get married and they find out that her real name was Natalie. And oh my God, you would love, you have, you I'll have, have to, to listen. Yeah. I was like, I've never even heard of this. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's like a good cozy listen. And I'll take a listen. They just keep saying Natalie. So every time I think of Jonathan Groff singing Natalie, sorry. I that love that the name Natalie. Jacqueline, but I knew that there was almost no chance in the world you knew you would know that <laughs> I understood like three words of what you just said but yeah <laughs> anyway that was a great episode so fun glad the fire is like out of our you know we don't have to think about that anymore because it was stressful. smoke is cleared yeah all right well well see you not next week but the week after see yeah. you in two weeks Thanks thank you for joining us, us on this fun romp down memory lane. Bye. Bye.